Welcome to Be Honest Podcast with Dr. Yana and Dr. Sherry, where we hold honest conversations about life, relationships, challenges, and everything in between with unfiltered discussions with real people offering their authentic stories, experiences, and perspectives. No topic is off limits and no story is too small. Join us on United Public Radio Network, 107.7 FM. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to United Public Radio, 107.7 live from New Orleans, Louisiana. If you're enjoying our content, don't forget to hit the like button and subscribe to Be Honest Talks for more updates and exciting stories. We love sharing our thoughts and ideas on this show, so keep in mind that our content isn't personalized advice. We're a couple of enthusiastic voices with strong opinions. Take us with a grain of salt, a dash of humor, and always trust your gut. Now come along with us on Be Honest Talks podcast with Dr. Yana and Dr. Sherry as we unravel the art of manipulation and arm you with their survival tools you'll need to survive it. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, Dr. Sherry. We are so happy and we're so excited that you're joining us today. Stay with us to see the manipulation tools that people use and the tools that you can actually equip yourself in order to avoid being trapped in a web of manipulation. So stay with us and we will uncover all of the secrets for you. And I'm sure some of the secrets that you know already. So we have a question for you. Have you ever felt like someone's pulling the strings in your life? How do you spot their signs? How do you protect yourself? On today's show, we will delve into the depth of manipulation and empower you to reclaim your own narrative. And we hope that your narrative is good, positive, and honest, and authentic. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, uh, we will try to give you a brief for one hour and a half that you will stay with us, although brief manipulator guide uh, uh, that exposes manipulation techniques while empowering you with knowledge and skills to recognize and withstand manipulation in various aspects of your life. We'll emphasize the importance of resilience or self-awareness when navigating relationships and interruptions, interruptions, look at that, and interruptions as well, because manipulators interrupt our life. <laughs> Interactions with manipulators. So, Dr. Sherry, how do we define manipulation? Manipulation refers to a deliberate and calculated efforts that people use to influence, control, or exploit people on, on behalf, for their own benefit. It is so interesting to me because uh, for our own benefit, we are social creatures. We uh, knowingly and a lot of the times unknowingly manipulate each other. Mm -hmm. Using many tactics, oh, deception, many. coercion, mm -hmm. guilt tripping, gaslighting. I mean, yeah. the list goes on. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
<laughs> that uh, uh, we can, we are all, by the way, are guilty of that. Uh, there, as children, we grow up manipulating our parents, and then we grow up into adults, and we still continue to manipulate the world around us. And of course, mm -hmm. some to a uh, larger uh, scale, and some are to the small ones. But let's uh, see what is going on in the world of manipulation. So, um, because you can recognize it in various forms, right? Oh, yeah. There are so many different forms of manipulation, and it is absolutely essential to recognize what is going on there in order not to fall prey, right? Because uh, manipulation involves recognizing various forms and understanding it manifests, uh, um, how it manifests in different contexts. They can be in personal relationships, works, places, politics. Oh, politics is just a huge topic. And media. So we should learn how to navigate the, uh, the complex social dynamics with clarity. And a lot of the times we don't have any damn clarity to uh, walk around uh, in this life, right? Because uh, our society is teaching us and actually the even expectation that the, ex the society expects us to behave in a very nice conformist way. And that is already a sign of manipulation because not that, not that many people are standing against the societal uh, expectations and have their own narrative. So it's, uh, uh, it's a very intricate world of, uh, in fact, deception. What is manipulation? Manipulation also stems uh, uh, from deception, in fact. So how do we recognize um, the manipulative uh, tactics, uh, the deception signals, and red flags. Dr. Sherry, what do we start with? It's such a huge, huge, enormous topic, and their ma manipulation is everywhere. Anywhere that we see, there is manipulation. Yeah, I think you have to learn to think for yourself or think for ourselves, right? When we learn to think for ourselves, anytime you learn to think for yourself, if you're on the think for myself street, the manipulator is not going to turn down that street. So I think that's a big uh, first step there is learning to think for yourself. And sometimes it takes you to go through different experiences in life because oftentimes, like they say, when you're in the box being manipulated or doing the manipulation, oftentimes you can't see outside of the box. So we that's can go into like true. the different things that we do. That's true. That's true. I think a lot of people can relate uh, to one of the uh, techniques of manipulation is love bombing. This is what it's called. Love bombing. <laughs> when oh, the yeah. person bombs you essentially with love. Love and affection. Exactly. It puts you uh, on the pedestal. Uh, makes you feel as if you are the most important person on earth or ever walked uh, the ground, the, the earth, right? The sand on the yeah, earth. Yeah, I've never felt this way before. The way I feel with you is just blows my mind. <laughs> yes. Well, the thing is that, that we should also recognize that not everything is so pathological. I know that I've said it uh, uh, one time in my life, and it took me years and decades to actually get to that situation when I authentically really felt that way when I could tell a person that um, 
I am so grateful that you have appeared in my life. Uh, and I was sincere. So we have to um, not only to recognize the signs of pathological praise, right? And, uh, and um, the innocent uh, and sincere praise in order to uh, relay your feelings to another person. Yeah. Uh, how, yeah. How, how Love climbing we- is going to happen very quickly. Um, I re- I've been told, I've, I've done it a lot in my early um adulthood. I was a love bomber, throwing those bombs and grenades and <laughs> had no idea I was really doing what I was doing. Tell us about it, Dr. Sherry. Tell us all well, about I, it. I didn't realize when I was a lot younger that it was a manipulation thing. I thought it was just, it was, I was feeding my own codependency at the time. Didn't even know what codependency was. Just wanted to, wanted what I wanted and I would do what I needed to get it. Affection, charm. Um, however, things that often happen fast, end fast. And I learned it as a bag of tricks. So love bombing, you you always, you know, some people we show up with our bag of tricks. And when you run out of those tricks, when the love bombing stops, then oftentimes the relationship begins to dissolve or things start not working right because, you know, the bomb has blown everything up and now you see what's around you. So you you run out of tricks. There's no more tricks. So that uh, love bombing is primarily used uh, by narcissists. Yeah. And there are different kinds of narcissism. There is a malignant narcissism as opposed to closet narcissists who are not so obvious and grandiose narcissists mm-hmm. uh, who are nevertheless exhibit, who do nevertheless, nevertheless exhibit the signs of narcissism. So what would you say... Um, did you do that out of uh, narcissistic tendencies? Do you think that you have narcissism to some degree? Or how did you evolve from that if you ever had it? Oh, I see the smile. I see the smile, pain. Dr. Sherry. Through pain, pain and suffering. Oh, no. I realized I put myself in a situation. I did not know the person. I'm love bombing. I didn't take the time to authentically get to know myself or that person. And when the relationship would become dissolved, it's really a hostage taking situation. I would not only attribute it to narcissism. I would believe that we're all a bit narcissistic. I don't think to the level of being diagnosable as a narcissist, but I think we all have levels of narcissism, which I would also refer to as more likely be, maybe we can call it self-centeredness. We're so self-centered. And I think we use love bombing, especially say a anxious attachment. Mm-hmm. So afraid to lose what we think is ours. It's, I want to call it hostage taking, even though it's an unconscious hostage taking. So we're like playing all these tricks, love bombing, getting these people close to us. And even if it's not malicious, I think narcissism is more malicious when you're a narcissist. Uh, it's malicious, but I do think there's a level of narcissism in the, when you're codependent, but maybe it's not malicious. Absolutely. And I'm so glad that you're mentioning that because although we are not going to go into the narcissism percent, different psychopathologies here, dark triads that uh, uh, in fact use manipulation for self-gain through hurting uh, other people. Uh, Here it is, it can become a codependency and we should also distinguish uh, love bombing from people's pleasing behavior. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Yes. Uh, uh, for example, uh, working with borderline personality disorder um, taught me a lot uh, 
um, a lot of people, although I don't uh, want to use any labels on people, of course, and we deal with them usually with tendencies, borderline personality disorder, tendencies, uh, borderline tendencies uh, versus just the hanging the label on the person of the disorder. I have realized that uh, how people with these tendencies like to please other people in order to gain uh, um, the... The validation they're seeking, maybe. The validation that they're seeking, of course. And for them, it is so inherent. And of course, uh, we don't know exactly where the borderline stems from, right? It could be... Trauma. Uh, trauma. It could be biological, of course. Social. Psychological. There are different social factors, of course. But the people's pleasing behavior should not be mixed up uh, with the love bombing. So while we do discuss uh, pathologies here, right, and the science of dark manipulation, that can be so obvious and sometimes so under our skin that yeah, because, when it gets under our skin, we don't even notice that. Yeah, because I think people please, in addition to coming from a place of pleasing people to get what you want, a lot of times people, uh, they do it, don't even realize they're doing it. I think, again, that's why it's so important to get to know who you are and to try to live an honest, authentic life so you can, you know, you know your motive. But when you're living in fear and you're trying to, you just, you just do it, it seems like people do it naturally. And again, saying that it's just happened so fluid, right? It just happened. That's how easy manipulate it, it, easy it is to get manipulation by us, right? I think when you start to get to know yourself a little bit better and you're able to recognize these things as well in other people. Like they say, there's, there's a saying that says you can't bullshit a bullshitter, right? You can't lie to some, <laughs> you know? So some people will try to do that, but when, you, when you've done it yourself, you kind of recognize. But yes, how do we pick up on the cues? Yes, sometimes it, um, I call it a silent uh, infection because those kind of manipulations, they can infect us and bypass our critical factor. It's like in hypnosis, uh, uh, you know that more than uh, anyone else because you also practicing hypnotherapist. Uh, you would know that uh, to bypass a critical factor and uh, instill something in a human mind is an easy peasy thing. Yes, <laughs> it's very easy. Hypnosis could be used as a form of manipulation. If even though all hypnosis is self hypnosis, it can be used in the suggestibility of someone who's vulnerable. I think I like the way you said that about the infection because there's a quote. It's um, it says manipulation is a is a, like a um, is a contagious disease more dangerous than the flu because it can endure for a lifetime. Oh, who said that? I, I don't really like it. Don't recall. I really uh, like it. It can endure for a lifetime. And that is exactly the fact, because it can penetrate every cell of our body without us even understanding that we are being manipulated. So mm -hmm. it is absolutely essential to learn all the signs of manipulation. And even if you don't know, I hope that after today, a lot of people are going to go out and be more critical of everything that is happening with them and understanding that not everything is so nice and naive around them. There's manipulation anywhere they go. Yeah, there's vast manipulation. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And um, 
of course, all of those techniques uh, uh, and tools that we use, we can recognize in ourselves because uh, people who are listening uh, and watching us, uh, they will recognize the signs in themselves as manipulators. As like you said, that love bombing could be, could have been one of your tools, right? But also we should understand that uh, by learning this, people can use that, um, uh, of course, to achieve their own uh, goals and purposes. It, it, it was there. Malignant. Mm-hmm. Yes, and malignancy. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. like yeah. that goes along hand in hand with gaslighting there. I think oh, yeah. gaslighting is, is nothing but malignant. I don't think you can get anything other than from gaslighting. Yes, and I have not seen anyone in my life, including myself or anyone that I've worked, worked with, Whoever got away from doing something negative against somebody else, never, ever, there were always consequences, always. So we should understand while we can be of a low moral, uh, lower moral qualities and still say that, oh, screw it, you know, I'm just going to be just like I've always been. So what I manipulate people, right? Uh, It gets me what I want, right? Nevertheless, Things are going to catch up with you and the acts of the doom and punishment will always catch up with you. So I believe that I know that this is the truth and no one ever got away from anything, including myself. So everything will always be revealed no matter what it may take a long time. There's no time stamp to it, but everything always is. I agree with you. It's always revealed somehow. Always revealed. Mm -hmm. So if you're thinking that the the time will go by and nobody will ever learn about that, the truth is that it will surface at some point in time, at the time when you're least prepared for that. And then mm-hmm. you will ask yourself, oh, why did that happen to me? And of course, man- manipulators, a lot, uh, they do fall into the uh, victimhood mentality, right? And it's really difficult to get them out of there because uh, they're not even willing to get out of it. So, but um, we should know. And you mentioned the gaslighting. Oh my God, gaslighting. We now, I see a lot of people, even my children, oh, for pity's sake, my children, when they say that, I say something, it's like, mom, you gaslighting me. Me? (laughs) I'm like, taking the back, I'm gaslighting you. (laughs) So, working with people right with the narcissistic abuse victims i know everything about it and uh, i gaslight why because not because i'm gaslighting but because this notion is started to be used and abused by people in everyday life just like narcissism it is used and abused it but it's it's very dangerous it's very. a very dangerous thing when it is really happening in relationships it's it's a very it's unfortunate it's dangerous and it's I think of manipulation like it's to simply simplify it like a machine. It's it's a machine is does something to manipulate to control. So manipulation is always about control. And they say that when people don't have control of themselves, that's why they often feel the need to control others. So gaslighting is just one of those things that's like it's dumbfounding when you find yourself around somebody who's gaslighting. It's like really like wow, that's a it's it's crazy that it, that it can be twisted like that. Just think about some movies, right? Sleeping with the enemy, the movie Gaslight. That's where the that's where the term was originated from. Them in 1944, I believe it was the movie Gaslight. 
Sleeping with the Enemy, Rosemary's Baby, A Girl on a Train. I'm sure there's numerous other things out there, movies out there like that. I mean, another thing that comes to mind is isolation. You know, there's like different types of isolation people use to uh, manipulate physical isolation, emotional isolation, social isolation. Yes. You know, the first time that I watched that movie, uh, Sleeping with the Enemy, with Julia Roberts, she's mm -hmm. such a fantastic actress. When I watched it years ago, I think I was a, a teenager when I first watched it, it didn't have any impact on me. Yeah, it was scary. You know, yeah, it was uh, uh, abhorrent that things like that do happen. You didn't and have the lived experience to match it, right? I didn't. No, I didn't have any frame of reference. And then uh, I, uh, over the years, I would watch it uh, again and again because I really wanted to understand. And finally, I did understand what was happening there because I lived through the similar experience. I didn't have to uh, change my identity to do anything, but uh, that living through similar experience, I understood what sleeping with the enemy actually meant. And that is a serious threat. And yeah. it actually it concerns men and women, everybody. So know, can you imagine being put in a witness protection program? Yeah. Oh, um, hmm. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to that, Dr. Sherry. So let's be, <laughs> let's be, let's not expose anybody here, you know? Let's just gaslight, go <laughs> ahead. Let's just gaslight. <laughs> so what is gaslighting? What is it? It's definitely not lighting that you want to be under. Mm. <laughs> It's when your partner, your colleague, or anybody that is close to you makes you doubt your reality. It's a psychological manipulation, and it's exactly. By psych psychological manipulation, that can create all sorts of psychopathologies in you. You start doubting yourself. Uh, yeah, you question your memory, your sanity, your perception. Absolutely. And I know that a lot of people know what gaslighting is and they live through that and they recognize the signs of gaslighting. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the most important and pervasive uh, uh, mm, gaslighting technique that I've seen with my clients is that uh, their reality of their feelings is denied. When someone tells them that, oh, um, you're just being too sensitive. And that is being too sensitive. Yes, persistent I, denial, right? Persistent denial of your reality. And they would say, oh, I didn't do it. Or I didn't even mean it this way. And we must be honest here because it's not only people um, in our surrounding, like at work, for example, right? Or in politics uh, or even our partners are going to do it. It can be our parents, brothers and sisters, it can be our children. Of it can course. be anyone. It can be and it's, anyone. Mm -hmm. And it's specifically used like through deceit to destabilize the victim. It's to destabilize you in your own reality. Yes. And you remember where it came from, this uh, terminology, gaslighting. It came from the movie. Uh, what year was it? In early 50s? 45. 45, something like that. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. And uh, it was... Uh, a really bad experience. Uh, uh, I believe that the woman, the, the, the wife of that the person, of the man that was gaslighting her, uh, she actually committed suicide, right? Yeah, I believe, so. yeah. Mm. 
well because that'll lead you to that because you're if you're doubting you're especially if you're in a place of fear and you're with a, a, a person who is not only uh isolating you you're isolated emotionally physically socially you're scared you're being gaslighted you know i mean kind of reminds me also the movie fatal attraction just <laughs> oh speaking about other psychopathologists there <laughs> <laughs> fatal attraction with uh, Sharon Stone, right? Meryl Streep, I believe, huh? Oh, Meryl Streep. Was it Meryl mm. Streep? No, maybe it, it's uh, mm, wasn't Sharon Stone, but I think it might have been Meryl Streep, or um, it's one of the um, older classic icons. Yes, and that is, uh, by the way, that we have to be able also to recognize what is happening there, because uh, when you see the pattern that's when you should pay a close attention to because if the person did it once it is okay you can still uh be vigilant and understand uh, uh from the critical standpoint um okay that the the person is going through something for example right you try to understand at mm -hmm. the beginning what is the uh the origin of the problem right and why is the person behaving this way uh yeah, inconsistency, like when, right? That the inconsistency but by manipulators, they use a lot of inconsistency and oh, yeah. unpredictability. Well, they blame you for your reaction to their deceit. That's a big one. That's something I've experienced. The person when you show upset that you say you found out someone's betrayed you, and you're like, you, you're like, what? You've betrayed me. And then they go on, and maybe you're a little angry or you're upset and you're expressing yourself. And then they go on to blame you and your reaction based. They blame your reaction saying, oh, you're out of control because you're reacting to their deceit. So that's what manipulators do. They'll make you believe that you're the one who's crazy, even though they're the ones who's exhibiting the manipulating behavior. Yes. And that is uh, called projection. Uh, we know that a lot in psychology as a concept. Projection is that the, when we uh project our own negative behavior of course as a defense mechanism such as jealousy for example right uh we accuse uh, uh our partner of jealousy why because it feels so bad because perhaps we were cold caught in action of being uh infidel right and all we're gonna do to what to divert attention from our own actions and this is what we're gonna do we're gonna project and people project all the time. This is so important to understand. Even if you don't know psychology, for example, and how our human mind and behavior works, right? You should understand that uh, a lot of the times, uh, speaking in a very simple language here, people project their own insecurities and their own dark sides on you because they don't want to be dealing with them. And it's difficult to deal. They would rather project them on you. Well, it's easy to project. Exactly. That's well said. It's the same thing. There's a, another quote out there. I don't know who said it, but I was came across it reading about manipulation. And it says, uh, a sorry without change is manipulation. And I think it's used a lot in our in our everyday lives. We'll say we're sorry over and over for certain things in our lives, but we never change the behavior. And that's also a slight form. That's also a form of manipulation. Just saying we're sorry all the time, but never changing the thing we're sorry about. That's actually a form of manipulation. That's true. And that is why I rarely say that, uh, uh, sorry, you know, in our society, we overuse this damn word, sorry, sorry, you <laughs> go anywhere, like you do not, you don't even do anything. To and say, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What are you sorry about? You know, we uh, live unapologetically, unless you really do something about it. 
<clears throat> I think it is so damaging to us and to the children that are growing up, teenagers, uh, calling us to continuously apologize for something that we've never done. And manipulators, why do we need to be so conscious about it? Manipulators are using that in order to project their own dark sides, their own problems on you, their own negative, nasty, bad, for the lack of the uh, better word, um, behavior. We have to be really um, ethical here, Dr. Sherry. I can't use any bad language now. <laughs> I probably would have. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but they project. So us being the social creatures and wanting to conform to the societies, even societal expectations, right? And wanting to be and look good in the uh, eyes of other people, we would apologize. But the thing is that what happens with manipulators, they will project all of their problems on us when they don't take responsibility for their own actions, they will project it on you. They will say, it's you who are, who have created, you made me create this problem. You made me respond in this way. I had it happen to me so many times when yeah. I was not guilty of anything. And at the beginning, your first reaction is that, oh, uh, maybe that the person got so offended, right? And uh, literally crying. And slipping into victimhood, which I didn't know. Now I know this terminology. Now I know how to behave in those situations. And your first response is to protect, right? Or to say, oh, no, this is my fault, right? Or please don't feel that way. Please don't cry. And you take that responsibility for something that you have not done. So if you find yourself next time saying, I'm sorry, my bad. Oh, I'm sorry, my bad. Catch yourself. Catch your tongue in the act right and say oh, i'm not going to say it again because it can easily you can easily become prey uh to manipulators and they will know how to behave with you they're looking for certain people of course uh what can we do uh in for example in gaslighting dr sherry well they're what? i think they're looking for vulnerability they're looking for other victims what do you do in gaslighting yeah how can we protect ourselves from gaslighting Learn to think for yourself. To think for yourself, to take record, right? To take it is so difficult, for example, to say, uh, oh, you have to develop uh, your self-esteem and maintain it on a higher level when you're completely disintegrated and you don't know where to start when your whole world is crumbled around you and the person that you've been trusting uh, is just um, telling you that it is, it is all your fault. You doubt your sanity. So it's difficult to say. However, maintain the record of what is happening so you wouldn't have to uh, doubt your own reality because people make you doubt your reality all the time for their own nefarious goals, right? Mm -hmm. And purposes. So yeah, you can seek support if you need it. You know what I mean? Reach out, seek support. Maintain the record, of course. And uh, what happens if you really catch someone in the act of gaslighting and they would say just, oh, no, I didn't say it. Oh, no, I didn't send you this text. Oh, I never done it. And you're like, what do you mean you didn't? This is the text. This is what happened last time. And you're wasting been- your breath to argue with anyone who's gaslighting you. They're just yes. going to continue to gaslight. That's what they do. That's their tactic. And they will stay in it. Very rarely will a manipulator ever cop to doing anything, even if it's yeah. right in front of their face. They will continue to gaslight. They will deflect. They will defer the conversation. They will not stay on 
the best thing you could probably do is to be silent, find your way out. Find oh, your way out. Find your way out. Dig your way out. Those that gaslight will continue to do it at any time. And uh, for you, even if you try to present uh, narcissists do gaslighting a lot, uh, if you present them with the facts, they will look back at you and say, you made me do it. How can will, you be so, you. Uh, yeah, how, how can you be so jealous? Or how can you be so, so, so suspecting, right, of me? Like, I would never do anything like that. How can you check it? Are you doubting my fidelity? Are you doubting me? And then they start throwing all those darts at you. The dialogue and very toxic. The entire yeah. dialogue gets twisted and turned. I think anytime you're listening to anybody, even if it's not a partner, and even if it's somebody who hasn't gaslit you, if you feel disturbed listening to this person, and you're even if it's a good friend, and you always feel disturbed and feel sick, they're probably ch chances are you you're not playing you're not a victim, and you don't want to co-sign their stuff, right? You don't want to co-sign because that's what I think victims seek out other victims. Because victim, some victims are vulnerable, right? They stay in that place of vulnerability. Oh, that uh, victimhood, by the way, is a form of manipulation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so when we don't want to take responsibility for something, right? We can easily slip into victimhood as a tool of manipulation. We don't want to take responsibility for that. And a lot of the times, malignant manipulators, the predators are going to slip into victimhood when you are the real victim. So the abuser will get into position of a victim in order to instill guilt and shame in you. Look mm -hmm. what you have done, they're going to say. That's a dance. It's a dance. Yes, it's a all the time. Evil dance. evil dance, exactly. It's an evil dance. And in this you have to develop this critical thinking. Oh my God, I can't even stress that enough. When you see something like that happen, you should stop being a naive um, uh, rose glasses, uh, rose tinted glasses, naive, uh, for the lack of the better word, idiot. I've been there, okay? Educate yourself, know the signs, stop being an idiot and get out so you are not manipulated continuously. Sometimes it's difficult to do, but it's better to do that. Check with yourself and say, listen, uh, that person's done it with me so many times. What am I? That makes me a smart person to stay in the relationship with this person or not. Most of the time you'll find out that you are not smart by doing that, but allowing that person to continuously abuse you. Now, this word abuse has always also been abused <laughs> and overused again and again. So when somebody is really uh, doing or saying something that you don't like, oh, it's immediate abuse. Oh, for Pete's sake, just drop that word and leave it to the realistic abuse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, definitely educate yourself. And, you know, fear is a big one there sometimes people are so afraid and they, they can't leave. They have kids, their situations, just, 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 it's so complex. The situation, it's very broad. I mean, we could even move into the topics of cults. Cults, uh, cults is a very big manipulation, right? 
And that is the subject, by the way, Dr. Sherry, uh, if you would like to appear on uh, our show with Dr. Ella Denied, Science and the Paranormal, on Tuesday, we are discussing the cults and the terrible effects of the cults. If you would okay. like to uh, come over and share your wisdom, you are welcome to do that. That would be fantastic. Let's do that. Well, you know, I had a cult of my own a couple of years ago. Just kidding. Ooh. I have not. <laughs> Ooh, I didn't know that. That's why you no. went to Culver. I didn't see you. I thought we were going to name our podcast The Cult. But... Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would be open to it. I don't have any expert, expertise in the cult, but it, um, I'm open to appearing or asking questions. I am so glad that you mentioned that because there are all sorts of cults, right? And what comes to mind is religious cult. Like Heaven's Gate? Or Charles Manson? What was it? Exactly. Was it Jones that killed like 900 people, was it? I don't know about that one. Yeah. Yeah, it was like Manson. This is, it is so incredible to me how those people can insinuate your mind, can get inside slithering as a snake and stay there continuously planting those ideas. Because you have, they don't, people don't think for themselves. When you give your power away, when you give it to someone else, you give your, you give yourself away. You have to learn to take your power back and really learn. That's called having power or maintaining your power. I think it has to do with being able to learn how to think for yourself. Cause we're so, yeah. so worried about what other people think. How can I, how can I show up to this? I got to look a certain way. So many people forget to be who they really are. And they're not thinking for themselves. Yeah, and in those that, cases, that's very vulnerable people, right? True, true, true. We're going to talk and, about the full social approval a little later. But uh, what happens here in the cults, uh, a lot of the times, why would people be looking for something bigger than themselves for other solutions when they are in a vulnerable situation in their lives? So it's not necessarily the gullible people who fall for that. They are in those terrible positions of um, switching from one uh, uh, reality in their lives to another. And they, or, they are on the cross points and they need support. They need understanding, validation. They need help. Mm -hmm. And they're a lot desperate. of the times they're desperate. They're desperate to fit in and to belong to something. And some kids are this stuff. That's the exactly. sad part. They're desperate for the solution. They're desperate for answers. And that's how they go. And that is manipulation. I'm mm -hmm. going to tell you something uh, that I've noticed um, with the cool since we're talking about that. And this is one of the ways of uh, manipulation. There's a dark, crazy manipulation, of course. I hope I'm not going to go in the witness protection plan <laughs> after that. <laughs> Let me sign so. you up real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> so I remember uh, when I lived in Missouri, I met uh, a few people. In misery? In misery. misery. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. It was misery, right? People, if you live in Missouri, don't listen to Dr. Sherry because some of you can have good positive experience. Only because you were miserable with your allergies, right? That's. Yeah. Well, not only that, I was miserable living in misery. That's true. The allergies and everything else. <laughs> but uh, now, yeah, so coming back to the cold. 
So I met few people there, and it was my observation that the there was a commonality between all of them. They all had the same ex facial expression. They all laughed in the same way. And because uh, I know that our laughter is just like our signature, uh, uh, signature, right? Our handwriting and also mm -hmm. uh, like fingerprints also is the same. We have a very distinct laughter. They all behaved in a similar way. They all laughed with the same laughter. They all had the same expression in their eyes. And that really uh, perplexed me. And I asked them, started asking them about their life. So they told me that they just left a certain community, which was a cult developed by one person, one man, who lived as a king, abusing everyone there, having like multiple wives here and in the United States, right? Multiple uh, hundreds of children from those wives. And no one questioned that because he normalized it for the people. So long story short, they started questioning themselves, like, what is normal here and what is not? Because as young people, as a young generation, they started getting out and seeing that not the entire world is the same way. So something has to be wrong here. They were not allowed to give, um, to keep any money to themselves. They had to always support the commune, always mm -hmm. give it to the public or the, to the public, the to, the, to the leader. Yes, yeah, speaking about the socialism, communism here, <laughs> give it to the public, right? <laughs> to the ochlos, not the de demos, but ochlos, right? So um, they all look the same. Yeah, so like in the late 70s, Jim Jones is not David Jones. He he formed the People's Temple and over 900 people were murdered in that cult. Mm. I looked it up. So it's like, that's a lot of people. And look at that. They like, all believe him. They mm -hmm. believed religiously. This is what it's called to religiously believe something. Because if one person offers you the solution for all your problems, you go there. If you're gullible enough, if you don't have any critical factor, if you don't have any frame of reference of anything else, if you have no boundaries whatsoever, you are going to go there. You're going to stay. Yes. And eventually your life is going to be over unless you recognize all of the signs of the call. Or, for example, I was in L.A. in Hollywood. And I, at that time, I was so many years ago, I knew nothing of the Church of the Scientology. And by the way, they got themselves the uh, the title of a church that they wouldn't have to pay taxes. And it mm -hmm. took them, it was a long time for them to actually gain the status of a church and they finally got it. So I was walking in Hollywood and uh, being pretty much uh, very um, observant, uh, smart, and uh, critically inclined person. So cautious. not so cautious, not gullible whatsoever. So I'm walking around and I see a uh, few people standing in front of the bookstore and they were luring people in uh, uh, stating that, oh, if you would like to take some uh, a psychological test, uh, that uh, would be wonderful. We, we, will, we can uh, provide some solutions for you. It is absolutely free. And uh, what am I? 
as a psychologist, I'm like, okay, this is, sounds so good. It's something that I didn't know about. Okay, this is kind of a test. So I went inside of the bookstore, and I love bookstores. And on every shelf, there was one and the same book all around me of the author of the Ron Hubbard who wrote one single book and that only book filled all of the shelves in that bookstore. Huh? Wow. And even then I didn't know what was that about? Interesting. So I'm think, th thinking about the cult of personality that <laughs> happened in the Soviet Union. I said, okay, interesting. And then they, uh, I was there with a friend of mine and they put us into a small little bitty room with a TV screen to watch some videos. The interesting thing that happened, and good thing that I knew about it, but imagine how many people don't recognize the signs of manipulation, of subtle manipulation, not even verbal, subtle, psychological, hypnotic manipulation, and they fall prey for this kind of uh, places. As I was watching that, the first probably 10 minutes, and that was probably a 30-minute video, I noticed that... I'm losing the ability to understand the reality clearly, that I was in some sort of a fog. And I'm like, this is not uh, 11 o'clock at night. This is not two o'clock in the morning where I want to go to sleep. That was putting me to sleep. That was putting my critical factor to sleep for me not being able to see clearly. And I'm sure it was not just the video, but also subtle uh, techniques Subtitle. used subliminal techniques used um, with the help of hypnosis, even with the help of different frequencies in order to install the information in the minds of people who are watching that. Uh, we can talk about the different kinds of um, uh, conspiracy theories. Uh, and by the way, people invented this um, uh, notion of conspiracy theories when they don't want uh, other people to find out about, about their nefarious intentions. Mm -hmm. Like the mandala effect? Uh, what is that? Have you never heard of that? Mandala or Mandela? Mandela effect? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. Close. Yes. The yes. southern accent just try to manipulate that word. Oh, no, that already took me to the world of mandalas, you know. Oh, the mandalas, like yes. The, uh, coloring and, also, and, yes, and everything. the opposite, not so colorful. And when we're speaking of uh, those of you who are listening in, when we're speaking of hypnosis and when we talk about hypnosis, we also think of the word suggestibility. So when we say it's like a hypnotic technique, you can think of it being a, a suggestion that somebody's getting a suggestion from somewhere. It's a that's true. Suggestions, exactly. Mm -hmm. So the Mandela effect is a type of false memory that occurs when many different people incorrectly remember the same thing. Yeah, it refers to widespread false memory that Nelson Mandela died in prison in 1980s. So memories are not always precise, precise recordings of the events. And we must be, of course, uh, cognizant of that and understand that we can develop uh, false memories. Oh, yeah. Those memory distortion is a big part of manipulation. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, the, yeah. that's what they're looking for, especially like mass deception of political mass deception. That's a big yes. one. We want everybody mm -hmm. to believe. <laughs> but we, yeah. we'll, we'll tread lightly on that topic. <laughs> yes, we have a comment uh, here. Diane uh, Brighton says that the cults uh, 
sick, they're cheap and easily manipulated. That is yes. absolutely is the case. Avoid being the sheep. Avoid that. Avoid conforming to the expectations of the society around you. Because so, you don't want to. Isn't that what they are? Use you. Am I saying it right? Sheep. You. Sheep. Female sheep is a you. <laughs> is it? What, what is the you? E-W-E, right? What's that? <laughs> I have to look that one up. E-W-E. Isn't that a female sheep? You. You. Seeking you. No idea. You. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's uh, absolutely that is brainwashing. What is brainwashing? It's bypassing your critical factor, taking away your understanding of the reality and replacing that with a different narrative. So not even wanting to finish uh, that uh, damn video that I was being uh, shown. I got out. And there were two people standing by the door and they were like, oh, where are you going? Like, I need to leave because I literally felt bad after watching that uh, film. And a friend of mine also came out of the room and we were trying to leave. However, they told us that if you finish uh, the movie, uh, if you finish the testing, uh, we have all of the solutions for you. And I could see that so many people have already done that. They were in a different room looking for solutions that they could provide to them. And oh, my God, uh, we all know what. Um, and they ended up in a pyramid scheme. Pyramid scheme. Exactly. But what was so interesting about it that I've noticed that. Everyone who was working there, everyone who was in that bookstore with a narrative presenting Scientology, representing Scientology, they all had the same expression in their eyes that those people that had in the cold that I saw many years ago in Missouri. Same expression. It was at least I was as if I was talking to one and the same person. Mm-hmm. It was so bizarre to me at the time. I said, okay, something is going on here. So without even listening to them, I headed to the exit. So what they did, so me and my friend would not discuss this. They used the technique, separate, divide, and rule, right? Divide and conquer. So they had different people circling my friend and other group of people circling <laughs> me. Vultures. Trying to bra brainwash me. Uh, completely like devour me, make me stay. I had to be assertive. We have to uh, absolutely uh, be critical anywhere that we go. Know your boundaries. If you suspect something that is wrong, listen to your gut. Anytime you feel disturbed, anytime. Anytime you, you feel, feel disturbed. a disturbance, even if it's mild in your life. Exactly, because what your intuition. Your higher mm -hmm. self is teaching you and telling you something is wrong here. I was kind of hoping that your friend might have taken the bait so you could have seen what happened, but she didn't take the bait, which means you hang around really good people. So good choices. Yes, but a lot of people, they took the bait. They were there looking for solutions for their problems because they presented that as manipulators always do. Well, some people show up with these things as well, and they're not in a good frame of mind. They also have it with people who are in between jobs. It's like, we're, we promise if you come to this seminar, we'll make you rich. 
It's, well, you know, it may exactly. not be ontology or religion, but it's along the same lines of like those types of things. And it's usually very vulnerable people right. in the midst of trying to find themselves at a crossroads in their life. And as an example, we should understand as an example. So this is what manipulators do. They show themselves as the only solution to your problems. They will isolate you. They will love bomb you. They will discard you. They will also uh, gaslight you, triangulate you. That's what yeah, I was going to say. Instead of strangle you, they're going to strangle you with triangulate you. So instead of strangulating you, just think of like triangulating you. You become a victim of triangulation, which is yes. like a conflict of communication. Use of a third party basically to control the situation. To control the situation, how do they control it? Uh, for example, in relationships, they will find another person uh, who can get involved, who they involve in a conversation to instill jealousy. They could also make it up. This person, third oh, party. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, make anything it up. Anything that hurt their attention, anything that will create conflict or to seek validation, they'll triangulate you. Absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're coming live to you today from with the United the Public Radio Network, 107.7 FM from beautiful New Orleans. And you're listening to the podcast, the uh, beautiful, fantastic, incredible, your most favorite radio show, Be Honest Talks with Dr. Sherry and Dr. Yana. And we are talking about manipulation today. And I hope that you will stick with us till the end of our conversation, because that will save you a lot of trouble in life when you equip yourself with a lot of tools, how to defeat manipulation and not fall prey to the manipulators. And we were talking about the triangulation, strangulation by yeah. triangulation. It's like a, it's a, it's like a cycle. Triangulation becomes a psychological strangulation, right? So it's like a you know, so, I mean, one thing we should also talk about is the different types of communication. There's assertive communication, we have aggressive and we have passive. We all should be trying to do our best to practice assertive communications, but oftentimes we, we might lean into passive or aggressive. And I think manipulators fall into the category. They're not really assertive. They're either aggressive or uh, passive. That is why it is absolutely essential to also be assertive, to be able to express your feelings confidently, without, yeah. confidently assertively if even if you're not confident assertively gain enough strength in you exude that strength even if it's not there bring it out because we know that you have it bring it out you're stronger than you think bring it out and let the abuser the manipulator know these are your feelings. These are your boundaries. And don't overstep those boundaries. Assertively, do not engage in their game because once you're engaging in that game, uh, it's very difficult to get out. So stay away. Stay away. They also um, uh, engage you in a double bind uh, phenomena. It uh, um, what it is is that uh, they present you uh, with the two contradictory choices, for example, to feel completely powerless, and one uh, is blamed for not being open, for example, in relationships, right? And then 
all of a sudden you think that, oh yeah, maybe I am not too open, right? Maybe I should be more open about my feelings. Uh, and then you become open and you do relay some something that you really feel your emotional states. And then the person says, oh, uh, you're too sensitive. I don't even want to listen about that. So they give you a choice to be more open, but at the same time, they blame you for being open, for being too sensitive. And that instilled powerlessness in you, right? It's um, uh, very similar to even to gaslighting because mm -hmm. that instills the state of constant self-doubt. Or um, guilt tripping. Guilt tripping, absolutely. That, or, or for example, that your partner wants to uh, you to be more independent and says that, okay, like, uh, why don't you go uh, get a life and do things with your friends, whatever you want. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, okay, that's a great idea. And you do hang out with the other friends, for example, guy friends, right? Uh, for a dude to go, I don't know, fishing, uh, playing golf, football, whatever it is. And then uh, your lady says that, oh, um, she starts blaming you and shaming you that you are not spending enough time with me. Why are you always with your friends? You're always doing what you want and I'm left here alone. So you are guilty no matter what. So recognize that recognize that yeah and recognize red flags i can think of a time like in a relationship uh that I, there was manipulative language as far as like i don't i don't like that on you or i don't want you to wear that we're going to this place i don't want you to wear that it's like okay Ooh, absolutely so, yes mm -hmm. so i've experienced that i've also experienced being uh undermined by my partner saying like they'll say something that's um like a violation of like saying something that's out of context with regard to another individual, which is, I learned that it's just a part of their insecurity, but that was a red flag that I didn't pick up. I didn't, ch I chose to stay even though that was there. I got out of it eventually, but just understanding manipulative language and things like that, how they, people un use manipulating language to undermine you in relationships, try to control you. Undermine you, calling your names and, uh, are always bringing up the past, what the past was like in there, comparing you to another person. That's like a devalue you, devaluing and then discarding. Devaluing and discarding, like you rightfully mentioned, also in the past, triangulation can be even imagined, and that could be also in the past. I would always remember their previous partners, right? Yeah, so idealizing that. Idealizing that, that my previous boyfriend like had six packs. Like, uh, look at your. Yeah. Back, like, go <laughs> Meanwhile, the, their relationship was dysfunctional, toxic, and so you've already heard how bad the relationship was. Exactly. Then they bring up like, well, the idealization of that. That's a I very did. interesting process to go through. Yes. So I believe that um, it is absolutely essential to recognize the types uh, and tools of manipulation and uh, to understand that they are not a reflection of your incompetence. Mm -hmm. Gain enough of um, self-confidence, enough of information enough of observation for the patterns of behavior of that person, how it makes you feel. If it makes you feel bad, sh surely enough, you go against yourself. They will yeah. always manipulate you to go against yourself for the benefit of their own goals. Yeah, and be patient with yourself. 
stay vigilant, be patient with yourself. And we're going to do, it's a continuous process throughout our lives. We're always going to be growing and continuing to transform throughout our, um, being our, our journey. So I would just be gentle with yourself. If you get involved in the manipulation, if you go back and just try to learn from it and learn to be patient with yourself, it's an ongoing process. Being patient with yourselves and at the same time, learning the signals, learning the red flags, learning what's going on around you and not necessarily immediately confront the person because manipulators, they can be malignant also, malignant narcissists, they can be psychopaths and they will not hesitate to punish you for that because uh, when you uh, reveal the narcissist, for example, right, that uh, the narcissist goes for the full revenge, full revenge. He's not going to go and if, uh, hopefully not going to go and strangle you right there on the spot. Right. But you will encounter a lot of negativity, a lot of blaming. Your life can become so toxic after that. You should never reveal a narcissist or essentially tell the narcissist that they're a narcissist. Because you're calling for a huge shower of uh, um, uh, what are those things that fall from the sky? Raindrops? <laughs> Not the raindrops that, the, <laughs> that can hurt you. What is this that the uh, ice that falls from the sky? Hail. There, hail. Hail, exactly. The hail can hurt you and that you will be exposing yourself to the uh, storm of hail. And that is damaging. And no insurance that is going to take care of that hail damage on you. If it is on your property, then it is. But you don't have that insurance. That's that a good metaphor for you. it. Yeah. So if you like it, like psychologically, you're going to trauma is like hail. That's a great uh, metaphor there. So yeah. The trauma you experience from betrayal or manipulation can have lasting effects into you as you go into the future of new relationships, learning to trust people, knowing that illusion, the illusion of loneliness, no amount of manipulation or putting ourselves in a negative situation, not heeding the red flags is worth feeling the void of loneliness. However, sometimes we just have to wear it out. Sometimes you have to go figure it out and do it until you learn it. A lot of times that's what it takes, pain and trauma and suffering to finally come out and be like, whew, finally come out of the hail. <laughs> come out of the hail. But at the same time, you'll still have the uh spots uh, the bruises bruises will never uh, be the same trust is like a sheet of paper right every time we show up to somebody new it's like a sheet of paper and as soon as the trust is violated it, the paper is crumpled and anytime when you unfold that truck that paper it'll never be flat again you can mm -hmm. iron it you can do whatever you want to it's always going to be somewhat defected you can do your, you know hopefully mm -hmm. and hopefully it will be a constant reminder to you that uh, that tool by itself that you cannot glue the broken cup, but even if you glue, you will always see the scene that it was glued together, right? The broken cup. The and that's okay. Glass, it's okay anything. to have some, some kind of flaw. It's okay to overcome these things. You you can just because there's a flaw doesn't mean you can't overcome it because we have every all have flaws. We're we're flawed individuals. So it doesn't mean just because once the trust is broken that it's broken forever. I think things can be repaired. So let me I guess correct myself on there. 
But sometimes, for the, a lot of times, probably 99% of the time, if people continue to that pattern of lying, pattern or of lying, trust, manipulation, manipulation, us, right? When you have to glue it back together again, that yeah. is a pattern. That is a okay. pattern. If nothing else, if people don't take anything else uh, from the show, and I hope that they, they do, uh, to protect themselves in this life, remember, look for the patterns of behavior. Take note of the patterns, not necessarily what the person is saying, but for the patterns of their behavior. Mm -hmm. and, and learn to trust people who love you, people who really want the best for you in your life, like it's a significant uh, other or a good friend you've had for many years, maybe even a parent. If, if your friends are telling you that something is toxic and it's off, learn to trust people who truly love you. Because I believe that I did not heed that for so many years of my life. I was like, whatever. I just gave into my loneliness and allowed myself to miss the red flags. Because getting out of the relationship, I saw what I missed. I saw the red flags when they were, I was in it. I just decided to wave the damn thing. <laughs> you know, I'm going to play with this a little while. <laughs> Let me see if I can you know, a sew of an emblem on the flag or something like that's going to make the red flag any better. <laughs> they put a logo on there. Absolutely. That is greatly put. Exactly. And uh, I hope that you have um, great family, authentically loving you and uh, great friends, uh, truthful, honest friends, because we have so many friends and uh, I had lots of friends before, acquaintances, and now I have only one or two. And even then, I doubt their sincerity because people are inherently uh, deceptive. And they all, <clears throat> of course, they pursue their own goals. And it's really difficult to uh, be able to trust someone and know that they work in their best interests. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And but... I've noticed, uh, I even told uh, my friends before, because uh, I am an open person. And if I see the trouble, as a good uh, friend, I will always go and talk about that problem. Uh, in, uh, essentially, if you are uh, put on the rose-tinted glasses on yourself and just like uh, live with them and sleep with them and not even seeing the uh, danger in front of you. I will talk about it. I'll bring this up. And of course, a lot of people uh, don't like it, but I love it. So when my friends come to me, I actually told them, I said, you better come to me. If you're my true friend, you better come to me and tell me if you see any problem anywhere. And I will listen to you, but you better be honest with me. It's better uh, to take the bitter truth than a sweet lie. I hate sweet lies. I see right through them. And, um, but however, not necessarily that I'm absolutely immune to manipulation and lies, you know, that the, even I can be susceptible to the lies and manipulation of certain individuals, especially psychopathic individuals. Why? Because it doesn't matter how smart you are, what kind of a professional you are, been working for past 40, 50, 60 years with, for example, with the psychopathologies, and you know that this is the case, that the psychopaths, they have all this charming personality, they can charm you, sometimes they charm you to death and you have to understand that the charming individuals 
charming people. They can fool you. They can fool you at the very beginning, but then you see the patterns and you understand. It happened to me twice already when I was working already at with the, uh, um, a lot of people uh, who went through manipulation, went through abuse. Nevertheless, I met a couple of people in my life when I was uh, completely fooled and I believed in their sincerity. I believe in their good nature when just to be completely deceived and betrayed by them. So we're not immune. And all of the professionals, if you see them uh, working uh, um, with people and bring them back to life from the horrible manipulation, they will- Well, they bring themselves back to life in that regard. I, I, wanna, I wanna say, if you, manip if you can learn to think for yourself, you, cannot, you will not be manipulated. If you don't give into the loneliness, dark spaces of yourself, I don't think people, I don't think you will give into the manipulation. Red flags are always there. We always see them. We just have to learn to trust our intuition. I'm still working on that. I'm a work in progress and still chiseling away at this marble sculpture here, you know, <laughs> well, we all are mm -hmm. and we are as humans. Otherwise that the ones we learn, everything is time to kick the bucket. Right. And for <laughs> me, like nothing else to learn. Bam. That's it. You know, so we are continuous work in progress mm -hmm. and uh, manipulators use a lot of fear attachment. Uh, that, yeah. uh, they would just tell you oh, something terrible is going to happen and you better comply. You better do these threats, uh, subtle insinuations, and then we don't have any choice, right? We believe, uh, uh, for example, in advertisement, uh, how many times did we see that? I saw that a lot, like, you need this product to solve this problem. Like, oh, yes, I do. I need that product, right? And then I look at it, and I look at the label, and I see that, oh, my God, that this, well, first, I'm not telling you the truth. Second, this product, for example, that they're advertising as a solution of all of my problems, right, does not sometimes even have the label, right, what the ingredients are. And a lot of the times also I see that the product does not even have any um, trials, right? And yeah. they only just the hearsay they presented, they lie to you, presented as the best product ever. And then it turns out to be very harmful to you. So we have to be just, uh, understanding. Be informed. Do your own research. Be informed. Yeah. You know, stop showing up to a house of cards. If you don't, if you want a foundation, stop showing up to a house of cards. I mean, I'm yeah. guilty of it too, but we keep showing up to a place living in a house of cards. You know, when you speak of marketing manipulation, not all manipulation is bad with regard to marketing because the whole sole purpose of marketing is to manipulate, to promote, right? promote mm -hmm. or you can uh, use it for an organizational system. So, I mean, here we are like, you know, we're really into the dark psychology, which is a great topic, but I think we could bring a little bit of light there to say that they do have some positive benefits of manipulation, but for the mo I think majority of the time, it's not, um, it is a house of cards. There are no ever benefits of manipulation, Dr. Sherry. I, I think that perhaps you wanted to no. uh, call it different, like advertisement, for example, is, uh, is uh, affecting affecting the buying decisions, for example. That is- uh, Sometimes we have to manipulate to organize. Like we have to manipulate things to organize them. Just from, I'm gonna, hear, what is it? The, um, the determinist meets the not determinist <laughs> and we meet again. 
right? Existential. Because <laughs> <Existential. Existential. Yeah. laughs> I always, like I said, I think it, I think of manipulation as simple as a machine. It has, it has to have certain things to be to manipulate. So I think there can be a positive role of manipulation. However, I do see your point that the majority of the time it's used in a dark way, psychologically dark. Yes, psychologically dark. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, there's also a false praise, false praise. Uh, when someone is uh, g giving you insincere compliments to gain trust, we are such gullible human beings, you know, there's like living on this earth, we're such suckers for compliments, you know, like uh, anybody, because uh, we don't see that many compliments here. We are not in the West. The Western culture is not the culture of compliments. So I see. You know, they become love in this culture, right? If somebody's giving you a compliment. <laughs> it's love bombing, right? Yeah. It's love bombing immediately. But has to be the sincere compliment and the compliment that is actually uh, intended to be given to you to gain something from you, right? Mm -hmm. And to uh, manipulate you um, into doing what they want to be done. So you have to discern the sincerity and, again, the behavior patterns. Don't be a sucker when somebody just comes and gives you this false praise, uh, all these compliments that are not rooted in reality. If somebody comes and tells you that, oh, you look like a model, oh, let me offer you this incredible job. Well, first uh, assess the situation. First, you may not look like a model, right? But they will appeal to your desire to be a model. To, so don't be gullible, for example, right? And, um, and also know that nobody is going to come and offer you on the street a modeling job, high-paying modeling job. So we have to distinguish where there is a good praise and not, and that could be just simple manipulative trick to get you into sexual slavery. And we have honest conversations here, so don't be gullible, people. Use brain. Essentially, yeah. use and, your own brain, not anybody else's mm -hmm. in the first place, right? And most of the time, manipulators are, um, they want to be loved on their terms. So and good, another good advice is to learn to set boundaries. Set boundaries is the utmost important technique that is used, the, 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 that we can use to avoid being manipulated. And also not to depend on external, external validations. And you don't that, yourself, you know, you... I'm guilty of losing myself in a relationship. Are you? Have you experienced it where you lose yourself and you finally come out of the clouds, out of the hail, and you're like, because I didn't set boundaries. Well, the thing is that what happens in relationships, we become interdependent. And if people say that, uh, oh, no, I don't depend on my partner. Oh, yes, you do. Interdependence is a good thing. Codependency is not. Exactly. Interdependency right? is good. And besides, That's when we're in a relationship with somebody, we have a certain narrative about ourselves. We create a picture that is absolutely a healthy picture. Not the picture, but the... Sometimes. Uh, not the picture that is healthy, but the healthy process <laughs> of having a certain identity with this person, with the partner. And of course, when we get out of that relationship, uh, we go through a process uh, of uh, uh, creating a new identity for ourselves. And that is painful. 
That's what I mean. You have to set boundaries so you don't lose your identity. That's what's so important because a lot of times we, instead of being inter interdependency is not a loss of identity. The codependency is, I think, when you relinquish your power, you give your identity away. You yeah. just lose it because you're so caught up in the, the fear of what's, you know, there's no boundary. Absolutely. But how do we uh, set the boundaries, Dr. Sherry? Communicate, effective, uh, honest communication. Mm -hmm. Honest That's communication. Where it starts, I believe. Honest communic being honest with yourself, honest communication. Check your motives. So we always talk about check your motives. What's my motive? A lot of the times I've noticed that, that the honest communication cannot lead you anywhere. Oh, no, not anywhere. Let me correct myself. <laughs> honest communication may not lead you to the outcome that you're seeking. Because with manipulators, uh, uh, which can be all sorts of uh, antisocial personalities and uh, um, um, subtle manipulation or a birth manipulation, a lot of the time this open and honest communication doesn't lead you to your desired outcome. And that can cause a lot of um, uh, backlashing, a lot of... Um, slandering uh, but you have to a, a lot strong. of heartbreak you have, you have to, to be learn strong. to be strong if it's going to violate the boundary the relationship will not it will not foster a good environment right stand your ground meaning mm -hmm. that you have to find a safe place first you have to be honest with yourself and understand listen i have uh, observed all of these red flags and i think that they're red flags go look uh, uh find a, um another person that you can confine and uh discuss the situation and relate to them hey listen i think that i'm losing my mind here and have the trustful party to validate uh, your experiences and your feelings that you're having. But that has to be the trustful person because with a narcissist, we know that, that there are lots of flying monkeys uh, that they're called. And sometimes you may not even talk to a trusted person that you think it's a trusted person, but nevertheless, they will validate the uh, experiences and actions of the abuser and not you. So you have to be listen, really careful. Also, listen that. to yourself. When you feel disturbed, there's a reason you have to set a boundary. When you can think for yourself, that means you can maintain your own identity, I believe. And when you can think for yourself, you're no longer a host for the manipulator. They're gonna Manipulators are going to seek out people that they can manipulate, that who cannot think for themselves. That's, you, you know what I mean? If you can think, you learn to have critical thinking, like you mentioned, set boundaries, and I think you become less of a host. They might try to pry in. But you'll just you'll just know how to handle it. And if somebody is if you love yourself enough or you get honest, somebody who's going to continuously try to undermine you and break that boundary, that's not a loving, kind, caring person. That's a person who's trying to love you on their terms and they have no they don't care how you feel. I want what I want now. And, you know. A lot of the times. Yes, critical thinking that is so essential. And a lot of the times when you critically approach the situation and even tell them that something is wrong, what they're going to do, they're going to use a silent treatment. They will use silence 
very strategically to manipulate you into their desired outcome. And uh, what happens that all, all of a sudden that uh, your partner is not texting you, not uh, responding to emails, not hot even and calls. Cold. Called hot and cold. And Push hot and pull. Push hot and cold. cold. That's that's a toxic behavior. If you're in a relationship that is exhibiting those behaviors, chances are you're not in a healthy relationship. Absolutely. You're being manipulated or you're the one manipulating. Because we could be going both ways here. Yes. Some people might not realize that they're they're not being um that they're manipulating because they're so stuck in denial. What does denial stand for? Don't even know I'm lying. That's true. And that is a conscious behavior, not responding, and that that causes uh, lowering of your self-esteem. It like breaks your self-esteem, absolutely. And then yeah, you're thinking that, that hail my, again, like you're saying, it hail again. It's uh, you start thinking that oh, it must have been my fault. I, I have done something wrong. And the longer the pause is of the manipulator not uh, getting back to you and not resuming the conversation or even starting the conversation with you, the more you are prone to doubt yourself more and more, the more ruminate. that you are prone to ruminate, you are prone to go and apologize first and take responsibility for something that you have or, not done. Or if somebody starts to be hot and cold, you recognize whatever behavior that they're exhibiting has everything to do with them and nothing to do with you. When your partner starts to change their pattern or they start to undermine you, if you could take a step back and know who you are and critically think and, and think on your own, you can start to recognize that they're, whatever they're doing has to do with them and they're trying to do something to me. One of the hardest things I ever had to learn was trying to disassociate myself from that hot and cold person. Because I used to just give into the dialogue, give into it and just be a part of that sickness. But recently I've learned to retract myself from a situation that was not serving me. And that is so essential. I'm so glad that uh, you're talking about it from your own um, experience, not even perspective, because we can have perspective, right? Uh, uh, informed that we learn somewhere, but when it comes from the personal experience, it becomes powerful. Mm -hmm. Yes. Painful, uh, but that's what it's, that, that's what that pain is. We could either grow from it, but it took me so many years of my life going through that and living in the dialogue and living in the rumination and suffering to finally come out and be like, to understand that this has nothing to do with me, but that's not an easy, it's not an easy road to come to for everyone. It, for everyone. Absolutely. For everyone. And this hot and cold technique, we cannot underestimate it because uh, that is one of the most favorite techniques of manipulators that instills such horrible feelings in the um, in the victim. And it is a victim. We fall into the victimhood here, not victimhood. We fall into the um, victim unintentionally. And then yeah, trying to save the relationship, you're grasping. It's like a constant push and pull, right? It's a push and pull. Exactly. Two magnets of the same pole trying to come together and it's just not working. Yeah. And what's going to happen is that uh, with this uh, push and pull and uh, cold and hot, then the person, for example, what is a cold and hot, right? Uh, that you will be in a great relationship. Everything is fine. You're going places. Uh, the conversation is flowing. 
and all of a sudden the person withdraws mm-hmm. and you have no idea why this is happening and you start guessing double guessing yourself uh you start thinking that oh this is probably my fault you lose yourself in those guesses right and then the person comes back and throws you what is called breadcrumbs right oh here just small little bitty uh signs of my affection or attention and you are grasping clutching on a straw in order to um gain the understanding of what is happening in your relationship too right? afraid to leave if, in certain situations so, yeah. so afraid of the unknown stepping beyond the breadcrumbs to get a whole crouton or a slice of bread we keep going back and that's why you have to ask yourself what is it about me what is it about me that keeps keep putting up with that absolutely absolutely and you know we say oh you have to fix yourself completely before before you jump into the second relationship right it's not you're not able to fix yourself completely you can understand your patterns that's the purpose of relationships are to grow together that's what also to grow us. together that's right that's right so our part, we, whatever we can right. understand our own uh weaknesses right our own patterns why we end up with certain individuals why we always end up with manipulative uh, partners ask yourself that question and then once you understand it then you're on the path of recovery and that mm-hmm. is okay to meet another person because that's the healing also uh uh, comes from being in a good relationship with somebody, but unless you understand it, uh, you will not be able to uh, even find a suitable partner because you will not recognize the red flags again. You will fall for another abusive relationship. So yes. that is absolutely important. I agree. <laughs> yes. Recovery is a good word for that. Take time to recover. In any situation that you have manipulation, just take time to recover. Don't just jump right back into the, you know, boiling water. My mom used to tell me all the time, Sherry, don't jump in the frying pan. Where am I at? (laughs) At the end of the... (laughs) (laughs) That is great. Don't jump in the frying pan. You know, we can avoid all of that. We can just absolutely avoid if we don't Mm -hmm. jump into the frying pan. Yeah, just get to know someone. And it, you know, when you, it's really difficult because the last relationship I was in was very recent and it was short-lived. However, most likely short-lived because I was able to learn from my past mistakes. But that's one of the things I look back and I'm like, I knew in the beginning, I was like, there were certain signs that just weren't right. But I just got my loneliness, got the loneliness, I would say, got the best of me. And I was having fun. I, I, de- dece- I manip- deceived myself into believing I was having so much fun. However, there were just flags there that was evident that the relationship would not sustain. We must be able to walk away just like you did. Just like mm-hmm. you did, you said it doesn't work for me anymore. And you walk away. Yes, yeah. you're heartbroken. Yes, you feel bad about it. But nevertheless, you are not doing that in the long term, but that completely destroys you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have to be able and willing to walk away from destructive relationships. There's always a way. There's always a way out. Mm -hmm. Just use your brain, critical thinking, and it will all come to pass. So by also by treating people with kindness uh, and empathy, we should not allow those people to uh, abuse our kindness. 
And treat yourself with kindness. Treat yourself with kindness, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we should avoid any hasty judgments at the same time. Set the clear boundaries, understand it, and find that voice within yourself. We know that you are stronger than you think. Find that voice because it is there. If you think that you're not an assertive person, if you are not a talkative person, if you're not open find that voice in you. If you think that you're not as smart, and I hate when people say, well, I'm not so smart. You know, when you say that you're not so smart, that the chances are that you're smarter than you think. Always remember that whatever you say, you're listening to it. We'll always emphasize that. Everything comes out of your mouth. Your brain is listening. Your ears are taking it in. It's very important. Speak kindly to yourself. And we're hitting the top of the hour. We're getting closer too. So what what are, what are the topics of, what's the topic of next week? Next week, please join us again. We're going to continue this conversation and we will delve deep into deciphering deception. Del, cool. Deception. All right. So deception. the psychology of lying. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Find the mind of a liar. <laughs> And that is so interesting that we can say deciphering, deciphering. And for me, a lot of the words, of course, uh, in the English, they are from Latin and Greek origin. So I tend to pronounce them in the way that they would be pronounced in the original language. So, and that comes just uh, um, naturally for me. And sometimes I can mispronounce it the way that they're pronounced in English. And uh, uh, sometimes it just, just blows my mind how incorrectly they're pronounced in English. <laughs> So, so pronounce it. What? So pronounce it. Then I will pronounce it exactly. Okay. It's, it's deciphering deception. People. Okay, got you, got you. Okay, so yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. We, say, we often say deciphering, right, instead deciphering. of deciphering. Right. We're gonna nice. decipher the deception. And decipher. Okay. In the decipher as well. So come and join us next Friday when we talk about deception. Find out how you're deceived and how you deceive others and how to stay healthy and not fall prey, not to be so gullible. Come join us next Friday. We were live on United Public Radio Network, 107.7 FM from beautiful New Orleans. And you were with fantastic Dr. Sherry and Dr. Yana on Be Honest Talks. Come join us next time. Goodbye. Bye.